Welcome to the Life Academy Podcast. Hello, my friends. I'm Pastor Doug Pratt, welcoming you to the Life Academy and our continuing series of podcasts on A Christian Perspective. As I do each episode, I offer the disclaimer that this is not to be heard as the definitive or only Christian perspective on life. I claim no absolute truth or Pope-like infallibility. I offer these thoughts for your reflection and the broadening of your understanding of things that matter, but you are free to disagree. Today's topic is a Christian perspective on becoming happier. Opinion surveys around the world that ask people what their ultimate goal is in life find that the most frequent response is to be happy. Our nation's original founding document proclaimed the inalienable right of all people to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But happiness is an elusive goal. If we achieve it in a moment, normally it is transient. The destination of the land of unbroken and unending happiness is not to be found on earth. A more realistic quest than achieving perfect and complete happiness is to work towards becoming happier. For the next few moments, I will share with you some insights that come from a new bestseller in the pop psychology or self-help category entitled Build the Life You Want. Its lead author is Arthur C. Brooks, former CEO of the American Enterprise Institute and currently a professor at the Harvard Business School. Brooks is a frequently published author whose great gift is the assimilation of research in the social sciences. The listed co-author of the book is former talk show host Oprah Winfrey. Oprah's actual contribution to the 200-page book is only about a dozen or so pages, but her name on the cover is certainly a marketing coup, probably leading to greater book sales among the Oprah fandom. Arthur Brooks's previous book was the insightful From Strength to Strength, which offered powerful insights for people who are in the second half of life. He describes the research of neuroscience, which confirms that as people age, they demonstrate two different and complementary kinds of intelligence. The first kind, called fluid intelligence, an ability to learn quickly, innovate, and adapt, typically plateaus early in life. The second, labeled crystallized intelligence, which I would call wisdom, begins in midlife and does not peak until much later, into the 60s and beyond for many. The value of the book, From Strength to Strength, is its focus on the importance of changing the way we function and work in life's second half, to take advantage of our increasing wisdom, rather than trying to hold on to the skills that we had as younger people, which inevitably decline. I have read and discussed the book with a number of people in their later years, people who realize that more of their life is visible in the rearview mirror than out the windshield, and they have found it very helpful. Now Arthur's new book, Build the Life You Want, brings practical insights from the latest and best research on human behavior about how people can incrementally improve their level of happiness. I will offer a few of them now, and will also encourage you, if you find these helpful, to read the book. We are not helpless victims of the challenges and difficulties of life. We always have a choice 
of how we will respond to what happens and to our outer circumstances. Books refers to the inspiring story of Viktor Frankl, a Holocaust survivor. Frankl has observed that every life will have some suffering, and certainly some more than others. But suffering is not our fate. His famous quote, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. The primary thrust of the first chapters of the book is to reveal two different parts of a human being, our emotions and our rational mind or will. These two are actually controlled by different portions of the brain. While emotions can be very powerful, the most successful people are able to bring their emotions under the control of their reason. What Brooks labels metacognition, or objectively examining and responding to emotional stimuli. Further insights he offers include, while the past can't be changed, painful memories can be at least partially rewritten by looking at the past through the perspective of how those experiences shaped us and what we learned from them. Second, gratitude can have a powerful psychological impact as we choose to focus not on what we don't have, but what we do. In that vein, envy is a corrosive emotion because it robs us of our joy and appreciation for our current state. The third insight, hope is an essential tool in facing an unknown future. And for more about its power, I commend to you the new book by neurosurgeon Dr. Lee Warren entitled, Hope is the First Dose. Fourth insight, our natural human instinct is to focus on ourselves and be intensely self-conscious. But the irony is that no one else is as aware of us as we are. A self-forgetfulness rather than a self-consciousness allows us to focus on others and brings much greater enjoyment and satisfaction in all our relationships. Following these general principles, Arthur Brooks digs more deeply into what he believes are the four most important areas of our lives for finding greater happiness and satisfaction, namely family, friends, work, and faith. The Brooks and Winfrey book is not an explicitly Christian book. Though both the authors profess to be committed and practicing Christians, Arthur states that he attends Roman Catholic Mass daily and that he and his wife follow several spiritual disciplines. Oprah is more circumspect about her lifestyle and both indicate a respect for Eastern religious spirituality. Though there is minimal use of the Bible in the book, I do not find it to be contrary to the teachings of Scripture and in Many places, it reinforces biblical insights into human life and morality. Christians do not need to be afraid to read books that are not directly Christ-centered because we can appreciate and affirm truth from whatever source it comes. I've likewise, by the way, found significant wisdom in the writings and podcasts of Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson, 
who is not an openly professing Christian, but has woven biblical principles throughout his works. To summarize, the goal of life is not to be happy in some frozen state of perfection, which is not attainable, but to keep progressing through life, attempting to become happier, whatever our age, health, finances, and relationship circumstances might be. This insight was also shared by the 20th century theologian Reinhold Niebuhr. His famous serenity prayer begins with these well-known words, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Ah, but the prayer doesn't end there. And its closing portion is even more illuminating for the pursuit of happiness. It goes like this. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he, that is Christ, did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. May God grant us the ability to make the wisest choices in each situation in life that allow us to become, as Niebuhr put it, reasonably happy as well as faithful to our Lord. This is Pastor Doug Pratt for The Life Academy. Thank you for joining us for this Life Academy episode. We encourage you to subscribe. And if you enjoy our podcast, please share it with your friends and family.